Welcome to the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast, where each week we're joined by leaders of Guaranteed Irish member businesses to chat about how they sustain jobs, communities and provenance. Supported by FBD Insurance, Ireland's largest homegrown insurer. Support. It's what we do. Hello and welcome to the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast. Hi there, I'm your host, Breed O'Connell, and I'm delighted to welcome Ger Cross, co-founder of Woodco Renewable Energy, um, who are based in Tipperary and employ 30 people to the podcast today. We want to learn about the business, its objectives, and of course, their contribution that they make to the local communities as they support those important jobs. The podcast, as you know, is aimed to shine a light on all guaranteed Irish businesses across Ireland and how these businesses benefit their local communities, drive innovation and stay competitive in a global marketplace. Jer, you are very welcome to the podcast today. Thank you for joining yeah. us. Thank you, Breed. Hello there. And you're joining us on Zoom today because you're coming from Tipperary and you're just so busy. Um, so that's really good. That It's a good complaint. Tell the listeners a little bit about Woodco and what it actually does. Yeah, so Woodco as a business is co-founded by my brother and I. Um, our, our pedigree, I suppose I should just take it back if it goes back to the early 70s, 1970, in fact, where uh, my late father and my grandfather would have started a business. Uh, they were the first to produce back boilers in the country, which were at the time were burned timber and peat and turf and coal. And so for a lot of people, their first experience of central heating in Ireland was a jerk cross back boiler. And we moved with the times and um, they successfully uh, developed that business and then into an oil fired business. And then economically, I suppose, the business would have encountered t- tough times around 2008 or nine. It was at a time my father was due to retire. So that business um, ceased. But my brother and I, who, who he was an engineer and I'm an accountant, uh, came back into the business, uh, came back into the area locally here around that time. And we decided we wanted to um, bring the business, uh, a boiler business back to life, but we didn't, we had no interest in oil or fossil fuel. And we decided we want to get into renewable, renewable energy. And uh, we, we, my brother developed a, a, a wood pellet boiler, uh, a domestic one. And uh, we got some great traction with that, with housing associations in Scotland and in Northern Ireland in particular. And uh, we just grew from that position based in um, to almost turning over maybe 13 million in 2014, uh, mainly to the UK market. There was a great incentive scheme over there to install our products. And um, so it's, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's how the business started. And we're mainly, mainly nowadays, we're, we're more focused on commercial biomass boilers. We manufacture them here in Ireland, uh, supplying anyone using lots of heat, like hotels, schools. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there. So you move from traditional back boilers, which I'm very familiar with, grew up with them in rural Ireland. And um, then you went from there into the renewable space, which obviously is completely in vogue at the moment. But are you selling still to the Irish market or is it primarily the UK? Primarily the Irish market now. And as I said to you offline there, that, you know, the renewable energy business, I've been in it now probably 15 years it's a very um, fickle, kind of lumpy business. Um, lots of companies have come and gone. That's right. Because really, really it's, it's, while it's a very good and virtuous thing to do, putting in a renewable, uh, low-carbon heating solution, unless people are getting uh, either made do it uh, by legislation or building regulations, or there's a carrot, uh, i.e. A, a grant or incentive, uh, people generally don't do it. They just stay with the status quo of a of a gas or an oil boiler. So, so for that reason, we we did a huge business in in for example in 2014, 95 percent of our business was in the UK, 
And now in 2024, 10 years later, it's the complete opposite. 95% of our business is in Ireland. It's all to do with grants. There's no grants now in the UK and now there's incentives in Ireland. There's a fantastic scheme called the Support Scheme for Renewable Heat that any business can install a biomass boiler now in Ireland and get a 15-year um, incentive okay. uh, for using it. So in terms of dependency on policy and government policy in any country you enter into, you're really dependent on that. So what is lacking in the education of the person? Because obviously in terms of all of us as users, we're going to take what suits our pocket and very often that isn't always what suits the environment. But in terms of going forward, a bit like the solar panels, you reap the rewards back as time goes on. Is there a payback piece on the heating system that you provide? Yes, yeah, so it's a very good question, Breed, and there's an excellent payback. I mean, the payback, anybody who installs a biomass heating system uh, can ex- definitely expect payback of less than five years. In some cases, it can be as low as three and a half years, you know. And, and, Ger, and I'd have to stop you there then. So why, if we know that, why aren't we all going for that biomass boiler? If it's that, if I mean, three and a half years or even five years, it's shorter years, than yeah. the solar panel, which is seven to ten years. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and solar panels getting better now with grants. But you're right, Breed, it's a purely an education, me- getting the messaging out there. I mean, it's um, now there's a very strong lobby for electrification. Government policy is very strong on the electrification of everything. I have my own views on that. I think it's great technology. I have no issue with it. But we can't le- electrify everything. We cannot electrify uh, transport uh, and heating and everything. There's pressure, enough pressure on the grid. Whereas mm. 83, 83% of all bio, of all, 83% of all renewable heat in Europe comes from bioenergy. Okay. So I think, I think we're very poor at getting that message out in Ireland. And uh, there's, a, there's a, a big piece of work to be done there to get the message out that anyone using, anyone off the gas network, that, uh, which is rural Ireland basically, businesses that are using lots of heat should really be looking at bioenergy and biomass heating. Okay, so uh, to start the educational process on the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast, Chair, let's make sure we get our facts right. So let's take the mystery out of it. So what is biomass heating? Yes, and you know, I, I would say, it's a good point, Reid, I would say biomass biomass is a, it's a misunderstood term. Yeah. And uh, there's an education piece about it. And some people, when they hear of, oh, burning wood and wood fuel, oh, do I have to fill this thing every day? Is there lots of ash involved in it? have it to manually light it it's none of those things i mean biomass heating is there is the most modern efficient boilers you could meet meet they're fully automated all automatic feeding they're automatic cleaning automatic de-ashing and automatic ignition so there's there's almost a fully hands-off experience just like you'd experience with an oil or a gas boiler the only thing i would say is probably once every few weeks there's a, a a bin on the side of it and wheels that you just remove the ash, ash bin to you know and that's that's not a toxic uh, thing that's uh, potash effectively so so that can go into I your mean, garden to nourish your plants absolutely breathe. so yeah, talk yeah. to me about the actual product that goes into the heater is it wood or is it pellet wood. or what is it it's wood it's processed wood it's either wood chip it's and and the res and basically wood the wood fuel itself is waste wood typically from joinery work sawmills or from forestry, from clear felling forestry, there's brash left on the ground. All that waste wood, if it's left there, it'll just rot, right? Or it gives mm-hmm. out CO2 anyway. So it's converted into into energy or into uh, fuel, either pelletized if for convenience of transportation mm-hmm. or else into wood chip, which is slightly bigger nuggets yeah. of wood chip. And they're, and they're put into a fuel, fuel store, just like um, you'd see sometimes on an agricultural setting. Yeah. And um, they're, they're automatically fit into the boiler. Okay. Then, as, as 
So it's hold, demand, right? hold the thought process there. So the the wood is waste wood. It's compressed so that it can be used either in pellets or in wood chip. Um, obviously, you have a process in drying all that. That then happens and it's packaged and delivered to. So everything so far now is recyclable. Yeah, and, then, and, and you're glad to hear everything is Irish as well. Bridget. Great, yes. yeah, glad yeah. to hear it always. And then most importantly, um, that then goes into the system. Here's the question I have for you. For people who are living in smaller, non-rural, large space accommodation, not I'm saying large accommodation, large space around it, what is the storage piece like? Because sometimes that turns people off. Try and demystify yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. And, and to be honest, uh, while we do have boilers within, in Dublin, uh, inside mm. the M50, it, you generally, I, I'm most of our discussion today now is about our commercial boilers. Mm. Generally, it's it, I would say you need a bit of space uh, and... Um, Generally, they're rural properties. Hotels are great. Mm. Care homes yes. in rural that have space around them. Yes. Uh, you're, you're right. It, it, like, it, they're certainly not uh, an application that can be fitted everywhere. Yeah. But the vast majority of businesses and properties, uh, commercial properties in Ireland, have space for them. You know, they're not okay. monstrous. So the either. big question then for me to you, Ger, is what's stopping them getting into the commercial properties, the care homes, the schools, the nursing homes? Um large departments well, why centers. aren't they doing it yeah leisure center why aren't yeah. they using it it's 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 actually one of ireland's best kept secrets <laughs> and uh we do it we do it best we can but we're just one entity uh promoting it we meet and, and we have a very high conversion rate when generally when we meet somebody a hotel owner or a leisure center owner and they've they're spending a hundred thousand a year for example on, on oil and we go to them and say listen you can p- purchase one of our boilers manufacturing in tipperary um, purchase one of our buyers, buy the fuel from a local Irish wood fuel supplier mm. and with the incentive from the SEI and, and the cost of the wood chip fuel, you can probably save 70 to 80 percent. Go away. That's an awful it's saving. A, it's a huge saving. Yeah. Yeah. And, That's amazing. Um, OK, so yeah. is there a, is there an upfront cost on CapEx works for people to fit a storage or a unit? There is. I mean, yeah, obviously that's a purchase the unit. Uh, the two things I'll say on that: that to purchase the units, so there's no grant for the purchase purchase of the capital, but they do get a 15 year incentive. Uh, every year they get X amount of money based on the amount of heat generated from the boiler, uh, and they get every every year for 15 years, and it's paid quarterly. So That's you get four brilliant. payments a year from from the government from the SEAI. And the second thing I'll say is there's an, there's an abundance an amount of green energy loan schemes now in That's existence right. from various providers. One of the, one very good one is the growth and sustainability loan scheme administered by the SBCI, the Strategic Banking Corporation of Ireland. Right. Uh, and uh, so so there's loads of money for this for these type of technologies as well. So for a business who's considering having a more efficient heating system, your first point is to go to SBCI and see what availability there is in terms of loans. Then the second yes. point is to apply to SEAI for the grants. And then Correct. the third question is to go down to Jercroft and Woodco and order their units. And they're yes. saving 80% cost of running their business. Yeah, yeah. It's around wood chip, exactly. Uh, wood chip. Wood pellet might be 60, 65%. But, yeah. but you know... Uh, it seems um, like a no-brainer, Ger. Yeah, it is. And we've, we've met very, uh, lots of... Like, we've over 70% of the market share in Ireland. Um, it's... it's, uh, it's We've lots of happy customers and uh, customers that are availing at the benefits of it. Like the scheme is open four and a half years now. Mm. It's open to the end of 2027. So there is time. And and one thing I'd say as well, Breed, um, because there's um, you know a bit of administration in terms of paperwork and, and yeah. applying for the grant, 
we do everything in our own company. Oh, great. Uh, we're, first and foremost, we're a boiler manufacturer. But we bring the journey, uh, the client have a journey from doing their grant application, uh, manufacturing the boiler, getting them approved for the grant, manufacturing the boiler, installing it, and then we have an after-sales service team where, where to, to ensure you get your payments every year from the SEI, you have to, to demonstrate that you've buy our service and you're maintaining it and it's operating efficiently. Well, just, we have three. that should be a decision maker in the first place. People hate filling out admin forms and they absolutely cr- uh, really rely on after-sales service. So that's brilliant. Talk to me about after-sales. Is that busy or is it a bit like the, is it the Carlsberg ad where the phone never rings or nobody answers it anymore. Yeah. What what level of maintenance is involved here? Yeah, no, good question. And 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 with a biomass boiler, um, I would say because you're burning wood at the end of the day, and and there's little d- deposits of ash can build yeah. up inside in the boiler. Um, it is essential to service the boiler. We we actually offer a maintenance contract. We service the boiler twice a year. Great. And uh, and every boiler we sell, we're remotely hooked up to it. So we we've a screen in our office where we're able to monitor all Brilliant. the boilers real time. And we can nearly predict when they're due a service. And, and that it, way we're keeping them clean, operating efficiently. So, so yeah, that's important. But and to be honest, you should, you should service any boiler annually anyway. 100% in terms of safety. In terms yeah. also, Jerry, is there a cost then on the service contract? Yeah, we do a maintenance contract and uh, it covers two, two annual services a year and remote telephone support as well. Yeah. OK, yeah, great. So they can contact you in relation to that, depending on where they are. But that sounds like a really good uh, proposition and a really good green offering. What happens, the big question, when the grant runs out? Well, it's 15 years. I mean, what happens in our business? So when the SSRH, the SSRH as it's called, this, this, that's the abbreviation for a support scheme for renewable heat. That scheme is running till the end of 2027. So we've got four more years of, uh, of this is our H uh, to run. There's a 300 million euro budget available right. for it. Yeah. Uh, so well funded. Um, but listen, I mean, I don't, I, Ireland actually, in terms of its renewable heat, we're of the 27 EU countries, we're actually last. I think only about eight to 9% of our heating comes from renewable energy. Whereas other countries in Scandinavia could be uh, 65 to 70 percent. So I think after 2027, there's going to have to be another program. Really, we have a lot of work to do to get our heating decarbonized and onto renewable renewable heating. We have well, a huge body of work to do. OK, so good business for Woodco. But in general, in the bigger picture, why are we such late adapters to this change that's coming clearly at us at a hundred, you know, a gazillion yeah. miles an hour? We're not reacting. Yeah. Why? I, well, there's lots of, I suppose, economically, we're, when we should have been doing it around, in fact, a little bit of an anecdote, my brother uh, was a big, he was greatly influenced by the Al Gore documentary around yeah. 2008 called The Inconvenient Truth, where mm. he, he was one of the first big players to start announcing, but we need to wake up here, there's icebergs melting. And he was greatly influenced by that. But at that time, Ireland was economically was, was quite depressed. So there was no money mm. to do anything. So we're coming at this very late. We, we mm. lost a decade when we should have been doing something. In fact, in the noughties, Ireland was probably a leader in green energy. We, there was a, for a short time, there was an incentive scheme to install biomass boilers, but it was short lived. And then, then we actually completely regressed and, yeah. and did nothing for 10 years. So I would say that's one of the main reasons we're behind. Um, but um, and I'm not political, but I do think uh, the Green Party have boxed above their weight with, in government. They've achieved achieved a lot um, in terms of getting us uh, uh, getting the mindset, getting the dial changed. You know. 
Yeah, and, and it's good to see that and people, you know, it, I suppose sustainability and the green thinking is involved in every single strategy and every single business at the moment. But a lot of people are paying lip service to it but not actually delivering. And I suppose the big, the big measurement is, well, one of the measurements is the likes of businesses similar to yours uh, and what kind of business they're doing in terms of um, growth and is the demand for it. And it, it here it's listening to you while the demand is, you're doing obviously very well out of it, Gerard, and, and, and I'm delighted to hear that. But obviously the demand is still not it's still not high enough. We're still a good bit behind. We're still lazy is the bottom line, isn't it? In in yeah, changing yeah. our thinking. Yeah. And um, and the scheme is a very good scheme. And um, yeah, it's just, um, I just think it's an awareness and lazy thinking. And, you know, like um, the oil and the oil industry is a big lobby in this country mm. and uh, oil, manuf- oil boiler manufacturers and it's fairly well ingrained in the psyche, you know. And, and is um, there an equivalent uh, lobby group for your type of business then here in Ireland? I, yeah, there is. The Irish Bioenergy Association is quite active on that. But I, 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 I am seeing change, even in the last 18 months, Breed, I am starting to see changes where larger companies are now, um, they've a whole CSR and mm. ESG responsibility. And they're starting to come to us now, especially hotels. Where Great. The greening of hotels is a big big thing yeah. now. Sustainability in hotels. Mm. And, you know, done things with water and with recycling and, and do laundry and stuff like that. But really, the big ticket items, uh, renewable electricity, putting solar panels on their hotel mm. and getting off oil and gas, they're now coming to us because when they're when people are looking for a venue to host a conference, one mm. of the things they're asking is, you know, That's right. how, how, how green or how sustainable are you? So... People are, are uh, there's more than just a finance at play here now as well, you know. Mm. Uh, it's corporate reputation as well, trying to do yeah. the right thing. And yeah. we see that ourselves in Guaranteed Irish. It's very much about doing yeah. the right thing. And if you're not doing the right thing, we don't ra- really want to be seen with you. And it's as simple yeah. as that. Um, yeah. so and, ten- and, ten- and tenders are now mm. requesting. Uh, one of the questions on a tender document now is what have you done about your 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 renewable energy or your energy and what to decarbonize your business so you know um, it's good to see that coming it. through isn't it and i think yeah. like you said you're at the very top of the interview until people actually see it making a difference on the bottom line it isn't a force of nature pardon the pun but the reality is that will push them down the road when they are when they're being penalized for not doing a thing correct correct yeah now they'll be left behind um I tell you what one, one industry we've done a huge amount of business with is the, actually the mushroom industry okay and it be, any 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 mushroom grower now that's not on biomass heating is going to be left behind, you know, because it's low cost heating. It's a very competitive business. But then they're supplying to supermarkets in Britain, LD or sorry Sainsbury's and all of these. Mm. They have to be um, uh, taking this sustainability box as well. Of course, that makes so much sense. Jared, the plans for the next eighteen months in in Woodco. Yeah, well, listen, we're 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 very passionate about what we do here. We we and um, we we're early adopters, and we're we're driving the business. And um, but you know, I think there's a great opportunity for us, despite all the kind of challenges. We're probably looking at maybe getting a bit more vertically integrated uh, in terms of maybe getting into the whole fuel supply side as well, uh, and and other opportunities. Then in eighteen months, might be to just refocus again a bit on export. Okay. Um, we were very good at it, but again, you tend to fish where the fish are, and you tend to so we tend to go where the uh, incentives are. Okay. So right now, um, there's some good good incentives in a few European countries, and we must have a look at that again. You know. And in terms of innovation, sir, I have to ask you: Do you look to the Nordics for your inspiration, or where would you go for more innovative yeah. pieces to yeah. bring back home? 
Yeah, we started looking at the Nordics and then really, I suppose, Central Europe, Austria and Germany would be, would have been the, 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 leaders. The, the, the leaders. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, in the in uh, in Upper Austria, there's a, a region there where I think there's 20 up to 20 different biomass boiler manufacturers. And I think 65 percent of all heating in Austria comes from biomass heating. Brilliant. You know, we need to get to that stage. OK, well done, Ger. Yeah, yeah. Ger, final so, question for you on the podcast. Has joining Guaranteed Irish been of any benefit to the business? Honestly, you can tell us now because we're really interested to see is the value on the, 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 the symbol in terms of the trust factor? Is that having any weight in your sales or doing yeah, business, no, opening doors? No, exactly. We're, we're very proud of, of, uh, of being Irish. We're a bit of an outlier here in the, as I said, biomass heating, biomass boiler manufacturers. People kind of look at us funny when they hear we're from Ireland because most biomass boiler manufacturers are from, um, yeah. are from Central Europe. So, so we're very proud of our Irish, and uh, we actually have a sticker on our boilers, Dante and Air. Before we got the guaranteed Irish logo, we put up a Dante and Air, and just and uh, I think no, that, and I think that was a precursor. We're we're re, re we've submitted because we're fifty years this year. We've actually yeah, commissioned yeah. a book, and that was a precursor to guaranteed Irish. Actually, th- I a thing I didn't know, but that's interesting. Yeah, well, I remember when I was in junior infants in school, I think the first pencil I got written on it was Dainta in Aaron. I think it was one of those favourite Castello pencils and it's, it has stuck with me ever since. So, listen, I think we're giving away your age now and I think we could be of the same uh, age, but bit. that's not a good one yeah, now. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> Come on. But, um, but, it's, uh, but yeah, so listen, we're proud to be in Irish. Our boilers are green. Um, you know, we're all local staff and um, local here to, 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 yeah. to where we were based. So, um, and keep so we're going to start Keeping thirty jobs, uh, uh, keeping thirty jobs alive down there in Tip. So well done on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there's our calendar this year. I don't know, can you see that? But we have the little guaranteed Irish logo on the bottom of it. And um, so listen, we stick it wherever we can, and it is making a difference. You know, and um, and especially when we're selling to people, they they have a choice. They can buy a, an imported European uh, boiler, or they can buy a guaranteed Irish one from ourselves. So okay, nice. Verily, I think that's why we went out. Okay, yeah. so listen, well done, Ger, um, and thank you so much for joining us today. Ger Cross, co-founder with his brother of Woodco Renewable Energy, based in Tipperary, supporting 30 jobs and bringing us kicking and screaming, it turns out, into the, this century in terms of uh, changing our supply chain on the heat space. Thank you so much for joining us, Ger. You're welcome, Reid. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Please like, share and follow and review this programme if you found it interesting on the platform you're listening to right now. Remember that help support businesses based here in Ireland who support jobs and communities they're the guys who give back and they support our economy and keep us alive here remember if you feel your business can benefit from networking with like-minded businesses here such as Woodco please feel free to look at guaranteedirish.ie and we'll help you network into that ecosystem in the meantime take care enjoy the rest of your week and look out for the G as you go the Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast sponsored by FBD Insurance Ireland's largest homegrown insurer support It's what we do.